We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday, it's March 1st. It is 2022. We have six NBA games that we're going to talk about on today's podcast. I am joined by TJ. He's been all over the place today. Grinders Live and, well, he was all over the place on Monday. But uh, how's it going, my dude? Doing well. It's going well. I'm tired, but but life's good. Hey, welcome, my... welcome to the content side of DFS. Um, <laughs> no days off. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're you're kind of newer to to like doing podcasts and shows and stuff. Have you found like I always do more research when I'm like doing content and stuff, and it like it like helps my DFS game. Have you like noticed that at all? Well, it's what I've found is like, I've, I've always watched a ton of shows. Like I, I, I typically bounce throughout the industry, watch Roto Grinders shows. I used to watch some other shows as well. I've found since I've started doing more content, I don't have to watch as much content or listen to as much content. Cause when I talk through it with others, I kind of get that same, that same benefit. And so it's definitely helped in that way. It's been, it's kind of killing two birds with one stone because I do get my research and make some money at the same time as opposed to just watching other people do do the same thing there you go uh, we got six games to talk about today some interesting games some i would say not so interesting games but that's what it's all about that's what makes it fun we get started here with detroit at washington two 21 and a half total in this game washington opened as a five and a half point favorite it's down to four and a half most places here so we'll kind of have to pay attention to that. On the Detroit side, Bagley is questionable. Diallo is doubtful. Jackson is questionable. And then for Washington, Beal and Porzingis are out. So let's start here with Detroit. What are you looking at here for the Pistons? Yeah, for these Pistons guys, it's an interesting spot because people we're so used to Washington playing at the fastest pace because 
it seems like they've been one of the faster paced teams for the last like 10 ish years, but ever since they got rid of Westbrook, that's not, that's not really the case anymore. Um, but on this Detroit side, I don't mind Cade Cunningham, especially on FanDuel where he's only seven K his price is starting to rise, but it's still lower than where we saw it earlier in the season. Um, a lot of it still depends on this injury situation though. We got Diallo questionable. We got Frank Jackson questionable. We got Bagley questionable. I played a decent amount of Olenek the other night and it very much uh, worked out, worked out in my favor. And so if Bagley is out again, I don't mind going back there, even though his price has gone up. Um, a lot of guys in decent spots, but nobody that I love. Yeah. I mean, it is a smaller slate and there's some value value will open up throughout the day, but if Bagley sits, I definitely don't mind going back to a Linux, you know, grant 6,300. He has some upside at this price. It's not my favorite play. Isaiah Stewart is not my favorite play. I like a Linux if Bagley sits and then Cunningham is always someone that I think you can take tournament shots on on the Washington side. I mean, Kuzma has been playing great, and he's gone over 55 fantasy points in three of the last four games. He's 9,200. It's a little bit of sticker shock, but the usage, the production, everything is there for him right now. He might actually be worth this price tag. Yeah, I've I've been underweight on him lately, and it just consistently kicked me in the butt. Like, it, it's never gone well because he's been absolutely smashing. Now that the price has gone up with it, I feel like it's 8,700 on FanDuel up to the nine K's on DK. Like it's going to be tough, tough for me to get there, but I do hundred percent understand it. Cause he's just been absolutely amazing lately. I also have some interest, um, especially on DK in Raul Neto. If we don't get a ton of like ownership or sorry, if we don't get a ton of value opening up throughout the day, if Sadoransky's still out, then I don't mind going to Neto cause he's been playing pretty well lately. Yeah, I don't I don't hate that call. I mean, KCP is another one that is going to play a bunch of minutes, and if he shoots the ball well, he's someone that can pick up a few assists and steals, and it's really just points. And he has, like, double-digit shot attempts in four of the last five games. So I don't mind, you know, even taking shots on a guy like KCP. So that's really yeah, it for me on Washington. Nice. He's still nice and cheap as well. So I, I, don't, I don't mind that call. I don't mind that call either. A lot of these guys have been priced up a decent amount on FanDuel, but are still nice and low on DK. Like you can play Kispert or Hachimura, but I just, all of these guys, I feel like we're going to get something better throughout the day. Atlanta at Boston, 225 total in this game. Boston, a five and a half point favorite. Looking at the injury report here, John Collins is doubtful. Lou Williams is out. And then Boston's good to go. They're fully healthy right now. We'll see how long that lasts. But for right now, they're good to go. Collins doubtful for Atlanta. What are we looking at here for the Hawks? Clint Capella without Collins is always moderately interesting. Like It feels like he should be able to hit one of these upside spots every now and then. But He just hasn't been doing it lately. Boston's defense is on another level to any other team in the NBA right now. It's tough to get super excited about any of these, any of these Atlanta guys. Trey Young's been playing very well lately, but he's priced up for it. 
I, if I'm taking a shot on anybody, it's probably on the lower range with like Gallinari or Hunter, something like that. So, I mean, for me, when I'm looking at this spot for Atlanta and as in general, like the defense is obviously kind of a scary matchup. Um, Kongwu, like it's all about minutes for him. And with Collins doubtful, maybe he gets an extra few minutes. It's it's way too hard to kind of predict how that's going to go. And if the game does kind of get a little ugly, maybe he gets extra minutes. So I don't mind like tournament shares of like a Kongwu in this spot, because I mean, Boston's going to use Williams. They're going to use Horford. So the size is going to need to be there. And I mean, Atlanta is never committed to playing Capella like 40 minutes a night. So there's going to be minutes there for a Kongwu. So I don't hate him. And I mean, if you're game stacking this game, playing some Tatum, playing some Brown or Williams, however you want to attack Boston. I think Trey Young would be like the other run back type option and just hope for uber competitive back and forth type of game. But I think that's the only way I'm playing Trey Young is in a game stack. So, and I mean, going to the Boston side, I think the only way I'm playing Tatum and Brown is in a game stack just because of their prices. The prices are just so high that I think you're going to you're going to need like ceiling games from these guys at these prices and game stack really close competitive games or that's how you're going to get that ceiling. Yep, I agree with you and what I will say is that is pretty DK specific. Tatum and Brown have much nicer price tags over on FanDuel. On FanDuel, you got Tatum for 8900, Brown all the way down to 8k. So there's a lot more reasonable to take shots on there without having to run it back with anybody on the Atlanta side. Um, I missed one player on Washington before we're too far away from it. Daniel Gafford's still only 3,600 on DK. So if he starts again, he's, he's a reasonable, uh, reasonable value, especially just because of how many bigs that Detroit has. Um, back running it back to Boston on FanDuel. I like their prices quite a bit more. Um, Robert Williams always can take shots on in tournaments just because that guy can go absolutely crazy with the steals and blocks and rebounds. Uh, but other than that, nothing super exciting for Boston here. All right. Moving on. We have Brooklyn at Toronto second half of a back-to-back for both of these teams. We have a line out, which I was kind of a little shocked by it's two eighteen, and there's like no spread out just the total. So we'll have to kind of pay attention and, with this game being in Toronto, we're, I mean, assuming Kyrie is going to play, right? Like, you know, that's kind of how it's going. So Fred Van Vliet, he didn't play Monday dealing with that knee injury. OG was out as well. And he like, they said that he's going to see like a specialist on Monday. So I highly doubt he's back for this game as well. Starting with the Brooklyn side, I mean, if Kyrie plays, I know he's 10-2, but uh, the usage is just going to be insanely high. Yeah, I agree completely. And what's nice about this team is I was sour on them because they they burnt me tonight, last night, uh, as I play. But it's a different team because Kyrie's back now. And so it's a totally different outlook on them. They're probably not going to get blown out by the Raptors with uh, by 40 points with Kyrie back. Um, on, on that, uh, Brooklyn side, I like, I like Kyrie a little bit, um, especially if we can find some more value throughout this slate a little bit, 
Um, but I don't mind also taking shots on a guy like James Johnson on DK, who uh, is only 4,300. LaMarcus Aldridge, you can take shots 4,500 there. I think that's okay. Um, other than that, with Kyrie back, I don't think I'd want to go to any of these uh, Brooklyn guys other than Kyrie, Aldridge, and Johnson. Yeah, I think that's kind of where I'm at on Brooklyn as well. And then on the Toronto side, I think it all kind of depends on who's in and who's out. You know, I, I hate saying that night before because it's not the greatest breakdown, but I mean, it, it's going to, it's going to read, it's going to rely so much on who plays here. We saw Barnes have a monster game in the Brooklyn game last night. So, you know, if Van Vliet's out again, Flynn played 34 minutes, did you see like his, he was like plus 42. Um, Flynn was, it's just crazy. So, I mean, Van Vliet light. yeah, I know. Like if Van Vliet doesn't play, I'll go back to the well on Gary Trent. He just didn't shoot the ball. Phenomenal Flynn Barnes, Siakam, all those guys would be in play. Yep. I agree completely. If we see Van Vliet out again, run, run all of these Raptors and especially Gary Trent would be my favorite, but Malachi Flynn at only 3,100 on, on DraftKings. If he starts again, that's probably the best value play on the slate if Fred Van Vliet is out. He's priced higher on FanDuel, but if they're going to be running him out for 30-plus minutes, anytime you get a guy 3K for 30-plus minutes, run him. Like, that's, that's fantastic. Um, but, yeah, Gary Trent would be fantastic. I could see them doing something like sitting Siakam on the second half of the back-to-back and playing Van Vliet this game. If that is the case, FanDuel's been doing some wild stuff lately where a guy misses one game with injury and he just sees a huge price drop. That happened with DeJounte Murray last night. He rested one game and they dropped him $900. Same thing with Fred Van Vliet. He's $7,500 now. He's played a couple poor games and and now he's sat out one with injury. But if Van Vliet is back at $7,500, that's the cheapest price tag we've seen him at all season. Yeah, I mean... I don't obviously I don't I definitely don't think you pass on the price whatsoever and the matchup is is phenomenal you just hope that this second half of the back-to-back is a lot better than the first half but I mean it's also like recency bias too right like everybody everybody played Brooklyn and like all right, well, recency bias, let's just stack this game back up and go right back at it and hope for better results than, you know, a blowout that we saw. And Kyrie will help. He will help. Big time. And this obviously becomes exponentially better if Siakam is out. But if Van Vliet's out, if Van Vliet's in, if Siakam's out, if Siakam's in, play Scotty Barnes on FanDuel where he's cheaper than he was yesterday at only 5,500. Uh, anything else from this one? I think that about wraps it up. A lot of the Toronto's bigs have been priced up a little bit. Other than Thad Young, you'll still be able to take shots on Thad Young. Um, the minutes could be there at some point. 3,700 on DK, 3,800 on FanDuel. I don't mind taking shots on Thad Young, especially if we see any of their bigs sit on a second half of a back-to-back. All right, we got Clippers at... Rockets 229 and a half total here. Clippers a six and a half point favorites. 
Looking at the injury reports, I mean, Paul George, Kawhi, Powell out, and then Kevin Porter Jr. is questionable on the Rockets side. And obviously, he he's going to matter whether or not he plays or not. So we'll definitely be kind of paying attention to that news. But start here with the Clippers side. Reggie Jackson, the price is starting to catch up to the production. He's at a season-high 8200 on DraftKings. I still like man. I think that's kind of where I go. 6,200. I know he can put up 40 plus. I think he has more of a ceiling than Jackson at Jackson's price. Yeah. I still have a little bit of sticker shock with man and just seeing him in the six K's when he's been low five K high four K's all season, but the production's definitely been there for his new role as of late. I still love Reggie Jackson on FanDuel at 7K. His price hasn't caught up to him there near as much. And so he's still a fantastic option over there. And I tried this the other night. It didn't go very well for me. I figured just with Houston not being a very good team, obviously the Clippers aren't at this point either, but I kind of tried to play the blowout stack. And I tried to uh, go with Hartenstein, Kennard, and Coffey as my cheap options, as I loaded up uh, with other players, but I don't mind that idea still just because these games could get sloppy. And if they get sloppy and this Clippers has a set, have a second unit that if they get extended run, they can go crazy with it. So I don't mind that idea still, but I think there are going to be better options for value on this slate. Yeah. I (laughs) just, I get what you're saying. A hundred percent understand what you're saying. It's just, I mean, the minutes are just so all over the place. It's, it's tough. I mean, and like, as far as like Hartstein's can like Zubak had a great game the other night, like great yeah. game. And, and like, you know, he was rebounding, he was blocking, he was playing great defense and, you know, he played the most minutes we've seen him play since like the second week of January. So, I mean, it's tough do you go on the trends of, all right, well, Hartstein probably gets 20, 25 minutes in this game. We know he can crush in that. So, I mean, I, I hear you. And then on the Houston side. Before we like okay. go to Houston, I don't know what's going on with you with FanDuel's pricing lately. Zubats had a 50 burger the other night and his price went down $300 in the same matchup. He's 5,800 now. And so like, $5,800 Zubots on a night that that center is, isn't is near as good as it usually is. I, I don't mind that. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Uh, he's a little too much for me on DraftKings at 6,100, even though, like, he yeah. just crushed in the spot, like, the other day. So, Houston's... I like Hartenstein on DK and Zubots on FanDuel. There you go. Houston side, I mean... If Kevin Porter Jr. is out, I mean, Schroeder at 5,900, he's going to see an increase in usage. Jalen Green, I think those are the two guys I'd be looking at the most here on the Houston side. Yep, I agree completely, especially Schroeder. He just seems to take it to another level anytime he gets to have that starting point guard role with them. He Anytime he gets on a bad team, he likes to just do whatever he can so that he gets a nice contract the next, uh, the next time he can. And I don't blame him. He's done very well with that so far. And he's made himself a very nice NBA living. So Schroeder, 
if he starts again, I love him, especially on FanDuel. He's even cheaper than he is on DK. Uh, Jalen Green is not bad as well, but now that his price has gone up a little bit, I think I'd rather just go Schroeder if I'm only playing one of them. Um, Shangoon is basically the same thing we said about um, about Hartenstein is if he just happens to get a little bit of extra run, if this game gets ugly, that's a guy who all of a sudden, if he can get 28 minutes, can 10x his price tag. So Shangoon, if you're playing a lot of lineups, is always a guy on a small slate to make sure you keep in your pool. Um, but on a closer to optimal standpoint, I think you can look at Christian Wood. He's he's not playing as many minutes as he was earlier in the season. But because of that, we've also seen his price go down as well. On on DK, where he's 8,100, I probably wouldn't touch him. But at 7,200 on FanDuel, I think he's definitely in play over there. Uh, anything else from this one? Jay Sean Tate's been playing very well lately. His price has gone up with it, so that makes it a little less exciting. But you can take some shots on Tate if you want. Um, but probably not for me. I mean, it... it... It is a six-game slate, right? Six? Is it six or seven? Yeah. Um, six. It's a six-game slate, so getting 6X from a guy like Tate is not a bad thing, you know? So I, I don't think he's, like, unplayable. I like him even more if Kevin Porter Jr. sits. So, you know, yeah. that that's just – Kevin Porter Jr. sits. I, I'm a lot more amped to play Houston, play some of these, you know, Clippers guys to run it back. Man – Zubak Hart seeing these guys, um, you know, and just kind of hope it works out. So Golden State at Minnesota. There was no total up for this one. It's up now. It's 234. There's still not. Oh, there's a line out. There's only one, one book has it as Minnesota minus one and a half. I think that will flip flop by the time this game kicks off, but we'll see. On the Golden State side, Draymond's out. Bielitz is questionable. Iggy, Clay Thompson, Wiseman out. Minnesota, second end of a back-to-back here. So we'll have to see if there's anything that comes out of that game. Uh, Clay sitting in this one. Draymond out. Uh, I mean, this is the fire up Steph Curry. Like, the usage is kind of all over the place with Clay, but we know the usage is there when Clay is off the floor. Yeah, I agree completely. And I think. I think it's definitely arguable, I think, that just given the difference in their price tags, that Steph Curry could be considered the best spend-up option on on the slate today. Um, LeBron's facing a great defense. Luka's all the way up at 12K on DK. He's cheaper on FanDuel at 10.8, but uh, Curry, again, is $1,100 cheaper over there. You can play whoever the hell you want on FanDuel today. (laughs) I mean, it seems that way. They're... Like the prices have like are always a little less restrictive than DraftKings, but they're just getting wildly less restrictive by the day, just because anytime somebody misses one game with injury, they drop their price tags significantly. So I think Curry's probably the best spend up option on the slate, but uh probably I'm looking at it. You're you're probably on FanDuel, you're probably gonna end up playing him and Luca. Luca, we're going to talk. I mean, Luca LeBron stacks, I, I think, are, you know, assuming that LeBron plays. Uh, he's questionable every night, it seems like at this point. But assuming LeBron plays, I think Luca LeBron stacks are going to be like super, um, super interesting and like very, very popular. But 
we'll see like and it's like the 10 o'clock game too so the hammer with two of the biggest studs on the slate and we'll talk about that here in a second but yeah i love this spot for steph outside of him i mean i think you could take shots on wiggins i think you could take shots on jordan Poole. he has he's been someone that we really haven't played much here recently but with play off the floor should get an extra few minutes the other guy that i just want to kind of throw out there it's a small slate so hear me out Kevon Looney he's he's cheap and it's cat cat's gonna play 33 to 35 minutes I I think they use Looney here it's tough to say how much but he's averaged 25 minutes per game in three meetings this season against Minnesota on average I don't have the the boxes up in front of me but he's averaging 27 fantasy points at 4,500 in those matchups so he's cheap we don't have a ton of value right now. He's just someone that's on my list to pay attention to like how the day kind of shapes up. Um, because I, I mean, they're going to need his size against cat and they outside of him with no dream on with no Wiseman, like who, and, and like Bielitsa's is doubtful, like Toscan or Anderson, I guess would be him and, Kaminga, I guess maybe, but I think Looney gets 28 to 30 minutes in this game. I really like that Looney call. I think that's a great idea. Anytime, especially when Draymond's out, anytime they're playing a team that has a legit big, I like him a lot because he's, he's a very good defender. And anytime he gets extended run, he usually falls into some extra rebounds, blocks, stuff like that. So I really like that call. That's a very cheap price tag for him. And he's a guy that could go, I think, go under the radar a little bit as well. Um, Another guy that sometimes pops into the starting lineup that I think we should keep an eye on is Otto Porter. If Otto Porter happens to start, I think he'll be one of the better values on the slate. He's a great point per minute guy, but he, he doesn't often get the minutes. And it's like, like you said, it's a six game slate. It's not a very big one. So if he creeps into the starting lineup with all these injuries, um, I definitely like taking shots on him. And the one other guy I want to touch on is on FanDuel. We've been saying this on with basically every team, but Andrew Wiggins is super cheap, 5,500. So I definitely don't mind taking shots on Andrew Wiggins there, 5,500. And another guy you can take some shots on, on DK, I think is Jordan Kaminga or Jonathan Kaminga. Sorry. Yeah. He's uh, in the four K's there. He's, he's up above five K on FanDuel. So that's one of the few guys that you get a much better value on DK than on FanDuel. Minnesota side, I mean, it goes back to the conversation of Cat could have a big game here. Do they really have someone to size up with him? He's averaging 50 fantasy points in the three meetings against this team this season. So I don't hate, like, the Curry-Cat, like, combo is going to be pretty low owned with Luka, potentially LeBron, in this the last game. So I don't mind like a contrarian perspective of taking that shot. Yep. I agree completely. And like, I, I think I would rather actually stack cat and Curry than Luca and, and Steph just for the sole purpose of on FanDuel more than DK, I can play Luca, Steph and Cat, and still have over five K average remaining per player. Whereas LeBron is by far the most priced up on the slate. He's at over at 11 K and cats all the way down at 9,300. 
So I, I like playing Cat quite a bit over there. I personally like the Steph Cat stack better than the LeBron Curry st- LeBron Doncic stack, but it's a lot closer over there on, on DK. And the other guy I really I, I I'm gonna keep playing on Minnesota until they raise his price is Jared Vanderbilt. Yep. Good good point per minute producer for Vanderbilt. So like that call. We finish out the night with Dallas at LA taking on the Lakers two seventeen and a half total in this game. Dallas a four point favorite. I mean, on the Dallas side, Burke is out, Chris is out, Hardaway's out, Nick Lakina's out, and on the LA side, Anthony Davis is out, LeBron is questionable, none is out, and Avery Bradley remains out. Looking at Dallas first, uh, I mean, we've kind of already talked about it without talking about it Luca probably the best play on the slate and I mean he's likely going to be the best play on the slate most nights but gets a matchup here with the Lakers we love point guards against the Lakers we look at like Luca's last five six seven games usage 39 38 50 12 30 49 41 like the usage is just it's massive and Anytime you have a guy that has a usage spike to 50% and have a 49, like within a few games, like you're just taking shots on Luca almost every night. Yep. I agree completely. Luca is objectively the best spend up option on the slate. There are arguments to be made for Curry based on price, but he's probably going to have a, Luca's probably going to have a projection five, six points ahead of anybody else tomorrow, even LeBron, I think. Um, the only thing that I think really would hold them back is if they blow them out, which is a very strong possibility based on how the Lakers have been playing lately, but it's in LA. Oh, you'd think they're going to try and kick something. I mean, they're obviously are trying already, but they're probably going to kick some type of effort into gear uh, to hopefully keep this one close. So yeah, fire up all the Luca. He's, he's the best pay up option on the slate. Outside of him, I, I really haven't been playing anyone else from Dallas. I mean, in tournaments, I, I think you could take shots on Finney Smith or Dinwiddie. But for me, and like, I guess Reggie Bullock, just because of the minutes. But I think Luca is your main play. Yeah, I agree completely. And like Dinwiddie, 5,600, 5,500 on FanDuel. You, I think you can definitely take shots there. He was over 30 minutes last game. Uh had a very good, very good game off the bench. So he kind of comes in staggered with Luca, and when and when the few minutes Luca's not out there, he runs the show. So I don't, I don't mind taking shots on Dinwiddie, but other than that, like Luca's the guy. Luca's the guy tonight. Yep. On the Lakers side, I mean, if LeBron plays, he's fantastic. If he sits, I, I mean. Carmelo, Monk, Tucker, Horton Tucker, Westbrook. Westbrook would probably be down on my list a little bit, even if LeBron sits. Like, I would probably play 100% Horton Tucker if LeBron sat. How uh, how much Vandal have you been playing lately? Vandal, I don't play. I mean, I play NASCAR over there, but basketball, NBA, I usually play on DraftKings. Uh, you don't have their pricing up right now, hey? No. What price do you think Russell Westbrook is? 7400 
6,600. Okay, so my initial guess, because you asked me the question, I was like, he's probably like 6,500. So, yeah, he's been in the mid 7Ks, low 7Ks forever, and they just dropped him like 700 more dollars. I keep playing him and I want to not, but like 6,600 for Russell Westbrook. Oh, it's tough. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what like if he was sixty six hundred on DK right now, what would your thoughts be on Russell Westbrook? I'd probably still say... fade him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my problem with like Westbrook is I just don't feel like he is comfortable, and it, it's not even a usage thing. Like the usage is there; it's just he doesn't look comfortable. I don't know. I. I'm a sucker and watch Lakers games because usually when I get done recording the podcast, they're on and I'll turn them on and I'll watch them while I'm like editing and uploading the podcast and stuff. And he just doesn't look comfortable. And I, I, I felt like that most of the season and the usage is there 36 and a half percent against New Orleans the other night. He's been at 27 to 30, you know, most of the last month and month and a half. So, I mean, if he was 6,500, on DraftKings, I'd probably have some. I my initial thought is to fade him, but when you're like digging into the usage, it's there. The shot attempts yeah. are the shot attempts are there. It's just look at the assist numbers. Like this offense just doesn't give him that triple double upside like when he's been on some other teams because he's not the focal point. And I mean, again, I don't think he's comfortable in this offense. Yeah, yeah, it's all very good points, and I agree with you on DK Horton Tucker. If something's up with LeBron, that would become a fantastic value option. Even if LeBron's in, I, I don't mind taking shots on Carmelo Anthony, forty eight hundred. He's been playing big minutes since he came back from injury, so I like him there. I think that's a reasonable value. Um, if you're running out one fifty, never take Malik Monk out of your player pool especially when he's in these 4K ranges. He can always get hot and put up a massive game. He hasn't been playing very well lately. The minutes have been down, so this isn't a single lineup type of thing by any means. But if you're running 150, there's definitely benefits to be had getting a little over the field on Malik Monk. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. It's early. Favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Who do you like here? A little recency bias, but uh, let's go Carmelo Anthony. I like it. I'm going to go KCP. I, I think at 4,400, he's still a little too cheap on DraftKings. Um, All right. A... Well, I left I left you yours because I thought you were going to take it, take it, and I was trying to be nice. But if you're <laughs> not taking them, I'm going to go Kevon Looney. No, I, I love Looney. He was going to be my Let's Get Weird GPP play of the day. So Okay, um... fine, fine. Uh, I'll take it. I was saving it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now you got me all. No, I'm just kidding. Over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? Russell Westbrook. (sighs) I love it. (laughs) 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 Oh, uh, yeah. I'm such a sucker. Um, I mean, the usage is there. The assist rate is just not. My bust today, 
I think it's Trey Young at 10K. Uh, and like, I still like the appeal of a game stack of this game. But yeah, I think that's just kind of where I'm at. I think it's just Trey Young. Favorite 6X play today. Favorite 6X play of the day. Kevon Looney. No. Um, let's go with Dennis Schroeder because I don't think Kevin Porter Jr. is going to play. Yeah, I like that. Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to go a little off the board. I feel like this is a little off the board and say Terrence Mann. Uh, I like the spot for him against Houston. So I'm going to go with Terrence Mann. Let's get weird GPP play of the day. Everyone already knows mine. So who do you got? Otto Porter. Let's keep it in the same game. I like it. Any bets standing out to you here night before? Not particularly. No, I always like. No. I'm going to leave that one, leave that one to you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are a few books that you can still get like bet MGM right now. You can get golden state plus one and a half. I'd hammer yeah, that. I love that. Yeah. yeah I would hammer that. Um, Minnesota on the second end of a back-to-back and I get it. Minnesota's at home, but golden state plus one and a half at almost even money. That That's just, that's a smash for me. Um, so yeah. If I had bet MGM, I'd be on there right now uh, smashing that one. So I like that one a lot. And um, that's really the one that's standing out to me the most. I, I don't – I mean, when you could have gotten Boston at minus four and a half before it moved to almost six, I think Boston minus four and a half was solid. But that's really it. I mean, there's a couple places like FanDuel Sportsbook you can get Washington minus four. I don't mind that one either, so – and so, like, that's why I kind of want to – I like leaving it to you for those things because, like, I can't even – I can't access the FanDuel Sportsbook in Canada. Yeah. They don't even let me pull it up. Um, same with DK. And so, what, what was that Toronto-Brooklyn line? Did you say it was, like, 219.5? Toronto-Brooklyn is 218 to 218.5 in most books. And just for future reference, Action Network, you can go on there and you can check out all the odds for the slate or the upcoming slate and scores and odds. So there you go. There you go. Perfect plug. And yeah, I actually don't mind that over like, geez, Toronto almost went over that themselves tonight. Yeah. I mean, I think I hope the game's closer. So that's fine. That's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow talking more hoops. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.